Celtics beat the Memphis Grizzlies here at the TD Garden, 113-103. to 103. This is the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron on CLNS. And you guys, you're going to want to go to blueapron.com backslash garden report. Going to get you three free meals, free shipping. And I just want to say real quick before we start, I have a meal coming, three meals coming my way. One of them is Sesame's Chicken. Ooh, that sounds And great. I just want to say, the people at Blue Apron, they're not dumb. They know Chinese food is a big part of New Year's Eve, New Year's. So I don't even have to go out for it. Jewish Christmas, too. Sesame's Chicken coming my way. I don't even have to go leave my apartment uh, on New Year's Eve cause, or New Year's Day because I'm going to be hungover. Everybody knows that about New Year's Day. Um, so thank you to the people at Blue Apron. Get over there and get it. The Celtics were cooking tonight. How's Ooh, that for a that segue? A, yeah, the Celtics were cooking tonight. Good stuff. And they were led, believe it or not, by one man named Gerald Green, formerly of the 2005, 2006, 2007 years, uh, great years if you if you haven't watched them, <laughs> dig dig up into, <laughs> Go the, back to those into DVDs. the archives. <laughs> um, but Gerald Green digging it back, bringing it back to those years. 19 points tonight, seven of 10 shooting. Um, and this is a guy that if the Celtics can get more steady production from him on the offensive end, they're going to go some places that maybe people think they can go with a bench that deep. Yeah, it's interesting to see him be the first guy off the bench because it's uh, wing depth is something the Celtics have lacked all year. And if he can provide that scoring punch, um, just something uh, that's not Isaiah Thomas or not Al Horford, it's going to be huge for them. Uh, and he's had to put together a couple good games yes. so far, but it's all about uh, consistency. But it was just... Really fun to see him make a couple baskets in a row. There was one where he like kind of got an offensive rebound, dribbled it out, and made a three. That and was peak Joe Green. The best part was the heat <laughs> check, which he just had no business taking, but he knew it immediately, and that's how that's how you saw he matured. He immediately pat his chest yep. and said, "That's on me, guys." And I love the heat that, check. That's a mark of a great shooter when yep. you take a heat check that you know you shouldn't take, miss it, and you just immediately call and say, "That one's on me." Everyone knows that that one's on me. Um, but that, great shooters shoot. And they miss a lot. you got to miss a lot to make a lot. I don't think that's accurate, but I think it makes somewhat sense. But it wasn't just Gerald Green off the bench tonight. Let's give some respect to Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek. Those three guys off the bench led the Celtics in plus and minus tonight. Marcus Smart continues to be the de facto starter, the sixth man who's not really the sixth man. He's more, more or less a starter. And Brad Stevens even mentioned it tonight. He doesn't see the Celtics as a team with just five starters. And I know he's thinking about Marcus Smart when he says that. And Marcus Smart, again, with you know the tenacious demons that he's known for and a couple of big shots tonight, too. Yeah, he had a uh, couple big threes that really kind of mm-hmm. quelled the momentum of the Grizzlies. There's, they were, the Grizzlies were kind of really worried about going under pick and rolls on him, and he made them pay for it. And then, of course, he made the great defensive and effort plays that we're used to. And so it's a, it's a just kind of a wonder to see him every night just make those winning plays and kind of the key. They're not type of things that show up in the stat sheet, but I think there's a steal on Marcus Saul doubling him in the post was a big yeah. uh, big thing late. He's just been a great player for them, and it's no wonder that he's getting close to 30 minutes a game. And, of course, the reason the bench is doing so well is because the starters are healthy, so the bench is intact. Uh, Marcus Smart was a big reason the Celtics played some strong defense towards the end of that stretch. We're going to get into that in part two of the Garden Report, so stick right there. We'll be right back. Powered by Blue Apron. Garden Report. Celtics. 113. CLNS. 103. CLNS. Jimmy Descano, Sam Packard. Did Garden I Report. Did I introduce a thousand you to times. start things off? Locked on Celtics. <laughs> All right. See ya. This is Jared Weiss of the Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. 
Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more substantial and sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Did you know that cooking together builds strong family bonds? Research even shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often, but now for less than $10 per meal, which is actually a lot less than I spend per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in time for the holidays. You can check out this week's menu. I mean, I prepared a roasted pork and braised cabbage with barley and glazed apples dish and even did a Thai green coconut curry dish as well. So don't hesitate. Go to blueapron.com slash garden report to claim your three free meals and free shipping. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. And again, that is blueapron.com slash garden report. One word, garden report. Blue Apron, the perfect holiday gift. And we're back on the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron, CLNS, Jam Packard, Jimmy Toscano, here to recap the Celtics' 113-103 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies, a Grizzlies team that's able to do a lot on both ends of the courts, specifically because they have two very skilled big men, Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph, who pose a lot of mismatch problems. The Celtics... While, they, while the Grizzlies kind of went big, the Celtics countered that. They went small. Shout out to small people out there. Um, nobody in particular, me maybe, but um, just the fact that the Celtics went IT&D and they had success. Yeah, it was, uh, with Mike Conley out, you kind of expected the Grizzlies to kind of pound it to Marcus Allens. Um, wow, Zach Randolph, Zebo. And very early on in the first quarter, Marcus Allens was pretty much unstoppable and it was really the only person uh, scoring points for the Grizzlies. But the Celtics just made it difficult for the both those players to get a good post positioning, force them into tough shots. They did uh, a decent job. You're not going to completely contain them, but right. uh, they didn't dominate the game. And I thought the Celtics did a really good job, especially Amir Johnson uh, in terms of rebounding. They won the rebounding battle 47-37, to 37, and that's something that the Celtics have struggled with all year. So to kind of be able to, even with that small lineup, um, just basically contain those players. Everyone other than Tyler Zeller did a very good job of kind of defending those. <laughs> oh, uh, come on. <laughs> he was atrocious tonight. But um, It's tough coming off the bench when he did, just defending came, him a little bit. He came off completely cold and yeah. immediately had to defend Zebo on the block, like four which, possessions Which in is a row. like a nightmare for, I think, any human being. Yeah, um, so to, you can't blame uh, Zeller for that, but I think the Celtics overall, with that small lineup, right. just did a very good job on defense and did exactly what they needed to do, getting a win against a team they should beat, especially the Grizzlies without Mike Conley. They do a good job of getting into opponents. You know, that what they lack in size, they get, like, they'll alter your shot. Like, Marcus Marr will alter Marcus All's shot just enough because he's just, like, up under him. Yeah. You know, he's not going to put a hand on the ball, but he's going to alter the, the release enough where it's going to force force a miss out of Gasol. And Gasol, with that range now, is one of the more deadly NBA players now. Another deadly NBA player is on tap this Two for week. two with segways. LeBron James. The Celtics are heading to Cleveland, which I hear is lovely at this time of year and every time of year. Um, our, our boy Kyle in the back is actually heading to Ohio in a few minutes uh, after this. I think he's heading, heading there right now. Um, but real quick... The Celtics are a little bit downplaying the, the game. People ask them after the game, you know, is this a really big matchup for you or is this a statement game? And they're like, no, it's a big game because it's the next game. Do you buy that? No, absolutely not. You're playing the best team in the Eastern Conference, so it's going to be a measuring rod. You're going to want to see how you stack up. If you win, you can really say that's a big thing. We're going to build yep. on this. If you lose, then you can say it was just another game and you move on sure. and you say you're on to the next team. But if you're playing the best in the league, 
you saw the intensity of kind of the Cavs Warriors on Christmas Day. Like playing the good teams matters, and you're going to want to try your hardest and get that W. So it's a big game on Thursday. I think it says more about them if they win than if they lose. Oh, absolutely. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. I mean, you don't want to get blown out. If you get blown out, that's a bad. That's a bad deal. If they play them hard and it's a close finish, then you'll take that. You'll take that. Bottom line is, Celtics are winners of six of the last seven, looking to make it seven of eight in Cleveland. We will be back Friday night, I believe. Are they back here on Friday night? I think so, but I don't know who they're playing. <laughs> I don't know who they're playing, but I know it's going to be a good game. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Keep it locked on here. We'll tell you who they played Friday night after the game. Celtics signing off, 113-103 win over the Grizzlies. Jimmy, Sam, peace. <laughs> Yeah, they were paying a lot of attention to him off screens. They were blitzing some. They were sending guys from the weak side into the paint. Um, and I thought he did a pretty good job of making the right play. There were a couple of moments there where they got their hands on balls. But for the most part, you know, that's when somebody else has to make a play. You know, it's not always going to be the same night. And good teams like this with really you know, good coaching, good players are going to, you know, not let that happen twice. Uh you guys have won six of your last seven, and you're all healthy now, and you are playing Cleveland on Thursday. Uh, where would you say you are in relation to the Cavs and kind of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now? I'm not even thinking about any other team. We're just trying to be the best version of ourselves. You know, obviously the Cavs have been the cream of the crop in the East, continue to be. Uh, Brent, uh Mostly you've used Gerald the last couple of times as the offense wasn't going well Put Gerald in. It seemed like tonight he was just just part of the plan, basically, from the get-go. Fair? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's really fair. I think, you know, it's, you know, we talked about the start of the season. He had some injury issues, and then, you know, and then you're trying to play a fast-paced game while learning a new system on the fly, basically, without any practice time. That's hard. I think he's more comfortable in how we're trying to play on both ends of the court. And he brought great energy. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, we, we needed every one of his 19 points tonight. thought he was really good. That's the scoring influx, is this a lot closer to what you were hoping you were getting when you guys brought him here? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, uh, put it on any one guy to, to, to live up to that kind of night every night. But I think the bottom line is is that, um, he certainly is capable of that. And, and, you know, I talked about in the preseason, he's a guy that when he gets into a rhythm, you're, you're, you have to be wary of if you're the opponent. And I felt that way when we were coaching against him. And, you know, he's, he's had an impact, big impact on the last two games. Yeah, yeah, energy plays too. Coach, uh, Marcus Smart coming off the bench, it just – the way he's running the offense, getting other guys involved. Talk about just the, the growth that he's had in that particular facet of his game. Yeah, I thought he was really good tonight. Um, you know, obviously he, he made you know a couple of shots, but I thought the biggest thing was he he was all over the place defensively. He made big plays. He got his hands on a couple of rebounds that looked like they were going to get. Um, I just thought he was really good. I mean, he's said all along. I mean, I think I, I consider us to have you know, more starters than five. And, you know, he's a guy that plays starters minutes. He's a good player. How do you gauge when to double a pass first uh, talent like Marcus Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I think the, 
the end of the day, it depends on who's guarding him and what kind of rhythm he's in. I mean, you also think about when do you double Zach, when do you not. You know, if you have a six-point lead in a two-minute game, probably not because you don't want to give up a three, right? Um, so you kind of base it on how the flow of the game is going, who's on them, what kind of rhythm they're in, who you've got on the court size-wise because when you double, it's not about the two guys in the double. It's about the three guys taking care of the cutters, and if you're small, that's hard. Um, so a lot of things go into your thoughts. I mean, we, we play against really good big passers and, you know, um, obviously Gasol tonight with his size. And then, you know, when we play Thursday, they'll, they'll post LeBron at the elbow or post LeBron on the block and just put you in a quandary because he's such a good playmaker. But if you don't show him attention, then they just score on you. Coach, obviously Avery's improved his outside shooting greatly over the last couple of seasons, but tonight cut a lot to the basket. Was that part of the game plan, or is that his recognition? We're getting better cutting, period. It's something that we put a lot of emphasis on in the preseason. You know, we talked to our guys about, you know, the multiple ways to attack the paint and create a paint threat, and we felt like cutting was one of our strengths that we weren't utilizing enough in the past that we've really put an emphasis on. So um, Avery cutting, I thought Avery's last basket was a result of Marcus Smart cutting. Um, you know, so there's a lot of positives in that in that area right now. Coach, uh, those defensive plays that you referenced with Marcus Smart, how much are, the, are those related to his instincts versus him being in the right place in the, within the system? I think you always have to be in the right place, but then, you know, he gets a beat on the ball very quickly because he always sees what's going on with the ball. There's an old kind of, I had a coach tell me one time, he just said, let the game tell you what to do. And I think that's Marcus is reading the game all the time. You know, he's not he's not he's not behind the play ever. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I'm just trying to just stay ready at all times, man. That's all you know. It's all about being a professional. Did Coach talk to you before that Christmas Day game and tell you that he'd be looking to you? No, no, no. He just. Uh, I think I don't know. I think he just kind of knows that we're ready. You know, I'm always kind of talking to the team. So it's kind of like you know, I just have to just kind of just do whatever I'm whatever I'm telling the team. Like if I push me again, I gotta do exactly what I'm telling the team. So, um, and I'm just, just trying to stay ready. I know he's having. A, I know it's a tough time, man. There's a lot of people in the team that play, so there's always gonna be somebody that's unhappy. You know what I mean? So you just gotta just try to use your you know, try to use other ways to try to stay locked in, try to stay uh, motivated, and try to stay ready. You feel like with these last couple, you've kind of made your case a little bit for uh, the regular. I mean, that's that, that's that's coach's decision. You know, I'm not I'm not here to. That's why I'm glad I'm the player and he's a coach. <laughs> so, um, uh, right now, the most important thing is that we're winning games. Uh, whatever whatever rotation that he <coughs> that he throws out there, as long as we win games and keep getting better as a unit, keep getting better as a team. That's the most important thing. It doesn't matter who plays or not. Trust can come and go. What's the most important thing for you as far as keeping it at the defense, getting the rotations down right, and um, offensive rebounds? I think, I think for me, think for me, man, is energy plays on both ends of the court, especially on the defense. Man. Um, we have a lot of we have a lot of guys on the team that can score the ball, um, but some nights man, we're a little flat at times. So I think that the bench has to be the energy, the energy group for us. And, uh, that's something that I feel like I should bring in each time I step in that floor to him.
you came off the court to that steady ovation that bring back some good memories just with the crowd here? Uh, yeah, it does. I never had a standing ovation in my place, so uh, for me to have one uh, um, at this day and age of my career, man, that was uh, something special. I'm going to send you back to to play against Tony Allen. He's so tough, man. He's just a tough defender, tenacious defender, man. He's a... Um, Probably one of the best defenders that I've ever had on my team. I mean, I'm, I, he's, he's a good defender. I mean, I think, I think, you know, some people make mistakes. I think he overgambled and I decided to take advantage of him. But, I mean, he's the NBA champion, so um, I don't take nothing from him. You won six of your last seven. But, uh, how big is the next game against the defending champions? Um, I think every game is big for us, uh, especially, especially this month. Uh, we finished out this month. This month we've been on the road. Um, but I think it's a good test for us. Last time we played them, I don't think we was healthy, fully healthy. So now we're fully healthy. I guess they're not, but hey, it doesn't matter because nobody asked questions when we was hurt. So um, they're a really good team. Obviously, defending champions, um, the best players on that team. Where um, Johnson hope is going to do well on that team now. Um, but now we, we, we have a, uh, we're going to be. Uh, you know, we're going to be ready for it. I think guys, I think that's one of those games that you don't have to get guys uh, up for that game. I think that was one of those games that people are going to be ready to play for that one. With the ball, I mean, including myself. Yeah, with the fingers. I mean, they were one of the top defensive teams in the NBA. So, um, they, were, they were careless turnovers on our part, though. But we, we did a good enough job to get the win. How much and does, you outgrind the Memphis Grizzlies. What does this win tell you about this team? Um, we don't back down. We have a lot of heart. They went to their belt too. They got in the paint. They went to, to Zebo and, and Gasol, especially that whole fourth quarter. And we stood our ground. Even though they made plays, we stood our ground and, and stuck out a win on here. How much does having a score with Gerald off the bench take pressure off the uh, I mean, it's, it only helps us. I mean, he... He's one of the best scorers I've seen in the NBA. I mean, whether it be practice or, or games, he, he all he takes is one all it all it takes is one shot for him to feel like he's on fire. And um, he he can he can help us really. And coach is, is pointing in his direction and he's took advantage of his opportunity the last few games that he's played. But I mean, what he did today that's that's what he does. I mean, he comes off the bench and gives a spark and he, and he gives his energy. Memphis tried to take the ball to your hands a little bit for a few more times. How much does it help to have Al on the pop when, when teams do that? Oh, it, it helps a lot because most of the time he's open at the top of the key and he, he knows how to make a play, whether he shoots the jumper or, or goes into the hole and makes a play for himself or, or others. That's that's where um, what we didn't really have last year. And it opens it up for myself. Like like you said, they were doubling me a little bit. Now my job is to get the ball in my hands. And make a play on the backside. You guys have taken, uh, you know, obviously a big three-point shooting team this year, but tonight it seemed like you put an emphasis on uh, getting some guys cutting to the basket. Is that uh, a point of emphasis for you going in and finding, especially Avery cutting on some of those? Right. Um, not, not really, but we just read the game. We know they were they were kind of overplanned in the first few minutes of the game. So when I did attack the basket, guys just adjusted and made made the the, the right play, and I was cutting back cutting their guy and, and Avery does it a lot though. He's, he's really good at that and I found him a few times and, and he also got open in the third and fourth quarter as well. You guys won six of your last seven now. How big is the next one in Cleveland? Um, it's the next game, so it's the next biggest one. Um, that's all I can say.
say. If it was another team, that would be a big game as well. But it's, it's the next game, so it's a big game. Can you say where you are in relation to them right now, or is it? No, we don't really care about what they're doing. And I know they don't care about what we're doing. We're just trying to focus on us and getting better each and every day. And we're, we've done that this the past, what, seven games or, or whatever. We, with a healthy squad, we, we're pretty we're pretty good team. When you get like Gerald making a contribution like you did the last couple of games in terms of your identity as a team and his people yeah. contributing, is that kind of what you're talking about in terms of finding out where you guys oh, are? Oh, for sure. I mean, Gerald's finally getting his opportunity and he's taking advantage of it. And we know what he's capable of doing. And the other guys who get their name called also just got to take advantage of it because you never know when your name's going to be called, when your number's going to be called. But. I believe he can give us that night in and night out. I'm not saying 19 points off the bench, but he can give us baskets and also space the floor for us because he can shoot at such a high level. In the fourth, when they're big for wreaking havoc, you guys went small. Was it? What were you able to take advantage of with that lineup? And then is it good to see that group get some success? Yeah, I mean, they went big and we went the opposite of them. And I think coaches wanted to space the floor and make them defend as well, knowing that we got a scrap, scrappy Scrappy guys out there that's not going to back down. Um, I mean, Marcus saw he scores over guys his height anyway. So I mean, we we knew got our guys just had to make it tough on those guys and and box out and, and try to get stops. And we did that for the most part, and we got to win. Week as a team, I mean, that's usually when you get individual individual awards. So it's a, it's a cool honor. I'm just glad we had a pretty good week as a team. They send you a trophy, a plaque, a certificate, what an email? What, how did you find out? Basket of fruit. Um, my dad had texted me actually. <laughs> um, I was I was with my family, with my kids, and ice skating yesterday. So. That's how I found out. I mean, my, my dad had texted me, and then I looked on social media, and it was here. Obviously, you, you, you know, want to take this elite level. Are, these, are little things like this kind of showing that you're getting there, I guess, or there, or whatever? Yeah, I'm there already. <laughs> my mind, but I'm going to just keep going. I know I know when, when we were successful as a team, like I always say, the individual awards and success will, be, will always be there. And... Um, we just keep winning, and then all, all that stuff comes with it. And um, I'm going to continue to do my part, and then we just got to continue to be a pretty good basketball club, and I think we, we can do that. The Memphis coach said he might put Tony Allen on there tonight. Just what kind of challenge would that be? I mean, he's a great defender, one of the most respected defensive players. There he is, but I got a job to do, and not one man is going to stop me from doing that. <laughs> Give you like uh, another another score, another shooter there for that group as well. Exactly. Like he came right in, and it's been offense for us, and it helped us a lot, especially when we were struggling on offensive end, and it opens up uh, the lane and everything else for other guys to, to to get going, and that's something we need. Marcus, what's been the key to your playmaking? Like the last three or four games, you've been at a pretty high assist to turnover ratio, making a lot of impactful plays without the ball. 
Um, really just finding my spots on the court, not trying not to force too many games, just kind of let the game come to me. What does a win like this mean? I mean, this game, the way it was playing down the stretch, these are the games that Memphis usually wins. What, what does it say about this team to win a game that your opponents played kind of the way they wanted to? Yeah, you know, we, we came out knowing how tough this game was going to be, uh, especially without kind of leader, going to scratch and fight even harder. And uh, it just showed the type of team we are by the way that we slugged it out. It was just a dogfight. And that's the type of team we are. We were ready to get down to dirt. How tough was it when they made the switch with the twin bigs there in the fourth quarter where you had not just the soul or Zico, but both? Was, they were monsters down there. Our bigs would tell you, you know, they kept fighting. Our guard did a pretty good job of helping with those guys. And especially when the ball went up, trying to get those guys off and guards coming down to clean it up. Hey, you guys got Cleveland coming up next month. Just talking about them and just the challenge they present to the team. Yeah, we are another challenge today. It's going to be a great game. We've got to be solid. We've got to be execute. And not really, we've got to cut down on our turnovers. We can't let those guys get out of transition and get easy buckets. We really just stay solid and play in the half court. I think the best two games you're going to have that primary ball handler with that second unit. Does that sort of streamline things for you? It definitely does. I'm able to, to create uh, with that. You know, I know a lot of guys are going to be focused on me as much. But it, so it, it opens things up for me. You know, once I start doing you know, things like that, they start focusing on me and I start finding guys. Marcus, you guys have proven that you're able to find the system, but just the significance of getting away from the competitive game. It feels good. My record on the road is incredible. It's good when you come home. That's something you got to be able to do is win at home. You've kind of made it your thing to rip the ball out of other players' hands. What is it you see that triggers you to go for this game? Uh, just, I'm just reading the ball. You know, I really want to turn it back. I decide to go. No one has out on the head. Usually, the team says, we watch them. We see that. We see what they like to do. Is that kind of what happened with Gasol today, too? Definitely. We know they're going to come late. He's hot. He's going to turn it back. He's going to pass him. He's going to get a good job of turning. I'm going to say, mind you guys, all year, been one of the top rebounding back. Courts in the league with yourself and Bradley. Has that almost become like an energy spark for you guys when one of the guards is able to go in there, grab the rebound, and then obviously it's easy for you guys to start the break right away and you'll fire an outlet? Definitely. You know, if one of the guards get a lead, the bigs, we don't have to look for our big to get us the ball. You know, we get it off the rim and we get all two graces with it, and it helps us in open court. How soon after the game is completed are you thinking, thinking about the next game? Not necessarily Cleveland, but the next game. Definitely, but immediately. you got to let this game go to games over. We, we turn around and we play again Thursday. And <clears throat> that's the thing about the NBA. You, know, you can't get too high, you can't get too low, because there's always another game to be played.